Hey everyone, welcome to the 41 Strong Podcast. My name is Chuck Tate. 41 Strong is the result of my book, 41 Will Come. And for those of you that are wondering what's the deal with the number 41, in my book, 41 Will Come, we unpack all the different examples of 40 and 41. Oftentimes in scripture, the number 40 represents a season of waiting, a season of trial, The number 41 represents a season of breakthrough, a new beginning. For example, it rained 40 days, 40 nights. On day 41, the rain stopped. The children of Israel wandered the wilderness for 40 years. 41 came and a new generation entered their promised land. Goliath challenged Israel for 40 days. And on day 41, David slew Goliath. So the message of 41 will come is whether you are in a downpour, wandering the wilderness, or are staring Um, Eye to eye with the giant, don't quit, don't throw in the towel, because 41 will come. So this podcast, 41 Strong, delivers encouraging scriptures and stories to help you hold on and stand strong. And we have a guest in in our studio today. Today is podcast 101. Can you believe it? 101. And my guest, excited about this, is author Angela Hawkins. Angela, great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor. Oh, yes. Well, it's an honor to, to have you. We're excited to talk a little bit about your book. But before we get into that, why don't you introduce yourself to those that are unfamiliar with you and, and talk a little bit about yourself, your family? Okay, I sure will. And, and congratulations on 41 Comes. Oh, thank um, you. 41 will come. It's an amazing truth, and I just love how the Lord's blessed you in that. It's just kind of thrown you out there and, and brought so much hope to so many people with that message. It's such a truth. Thank so you. thank you for doing that, oh, and yeah, thank you for having me you. today. I'm so thrilled to be here. Um, I'm Angela Hawkins. My husband is Joe, and we co-pastor Oasis Church here in Peoria over on the north side on University, and we have four wonderful children. Um, they're my favorite Young adults in all the earth, obviously, (laughs) and uh, actually we're growing. We just um, went from four to six because I have two that are married now. All right. So table of eight everywhere we go now. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's a little about us. Um, Oasis Church has just been recently founded about nine months ago. It's a new church plant, and um, we exist to unveil the beauty of the king and to bring people into the presence of Jesus, and uh, we're just having an awesome time. Awesome. Yeah. And and um, you mentioned before, before the podcast, so this is your, your you and um, Joe's third church plant, right? Third church plant awesome. in 30 years. In 30 so, yeah. years, third church plant. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. And uh, Oasis Church is right around nine months old. You're yep. still in, in the beginning stages, the birth stages. Yes. And um, I've seen some video footage. I love what you've done with the stage and the background. Looks like Thank you got you. a, yeah, a, a a great culture. I like the, the the dynamic that I've been able to see, and like I mentioned, I'd love to get over to a service. And yeah, um, for those that you. are in the Peoria area, when are you, what are your service times? We have service on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Okay. Um, we do a lot. We have prayer on Monday nights. Those are kind of our our main set and stone services. But we do a lot of what we call regional services because we we just believe so much in unity in the body of Christ and among the churches and. We like to bring in some speakers from out of state and that sort of thing to really uh, just fuel the fire, especially of all the leadership in the area, because a lot of times we're serving, we're not always getting fed. Um, yeah. So we do immerse services uh, twice a month on the second okay. and the fourth 
Saturday, uh, Friday, goodness. Okay. Second, fourth Fridays of the month. And that's just a night of intense worship and ministry. We just come in. We don't have messages even. We just come in and we get with Jesus. And we try to create a real atmosphere of freedom and worship. Okay. And so we have areas designated for the arts and people can come in and, oh, wow. and worship in the dance or they can worship if they're, you know, painting or whatever they're doing and we just like come be free and just give Jesus the worship that he's worthy of. Awesome. So then wow. we do uh, kind of quarterly awaken meetings which are a little more I hate to say revival style but you know if I say yeah. revival it just dredges up all sorts of images in our minds of tent meetings and that sort of thing. <laughs> Not necessarily. Tent meetings. Yeah I know it's been <laughs> a while hasn't you, it? You, have you ever are you familiar with R.W. Schambach? Have you ever heard yes. of him? Okay. Yes. So. Short story, don't mean to interrupt you, but oh, no, uh, when fine. I was a kid, my parents took me to a tent meeting, R.W. Shambach, yeah. and I had strep throat. He sat me on his lap, prayed for me, and I was healed. Wow, praise cool? the Lord, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I love a good yeah. tent meeting, right? <laughs> yeah. Especially when you leave well. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, but, sick, but that enthusiasm, you know, where you bring in someone that can just kind of pour into the community and pour into the leadership like that and just kind of relight those flames and bring refreshing. And so we do those awakened meetings quarterly and they're not set they're not set in stone our next one is um october 13th and 14th and we're bringing in our pastor from kansas city because okay. we had a little sprint in kansas city for four and a half years and okay. pastor caesar nato and he operates heavily in healing and in the prophetic okay so yeah well i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to go over there yeah. and check you guys out yeah. especially since your sunday mornings are at 10 of course i'm tied up on sunday mornings a little leading, bit, yeah. leading the church that i pastor <laughs> but um the fact that you have the awakened services and mm -hmm. and um some of the others i'm gonna have to definitely check in yeah, and, love and um What's really cool is the space that you are in, and I just I just found this out recently within the last couple of weeks, the space that Oasis Church meets in, Rock Church was in the same space for two years. Wow. Is that wild? so amazing, yeah. <laughs> and when we got the building, you know, it's it's a, a plaza commercial space, so it's it's a, not your traditional church building, and so, but when we came in there, um, it had sat empty for a year and a half, we were... You know, you just kind of had that sense that there was just a, a spirit of peace there and that sort of thing. And it's like, what is up with this building, you know? And, and you just didn't, it's like, it feels like church here, you know? And then it wasn't actually until the attorney across the hall stopped me months into it and said, hey, did you know there used to be a church here? And that's how we found out. And then, of course, he says, Pastor Chuck Tate. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> yeah, small so world. Cool. That's, that's just so wild. Well, yeah, um, yeah we were there for, for two years. Wow. And um, we were mobile for nine years and some element of setting up and tearing down. And that was the first space that became ours. And there was no no longer setting up and tearing down. We added wow. a midweek service while we were there yeah. and kind of reestablished and rebuilt our foundation. And then um, it's kind of funny, we were there and then we we left there to purchase our own facility. We, we leased that for two years and then we bought the building that we're in now in 2009. So we actually, yeah, we moved out at the end of 2008, right okay. around 2009. And prior to that, the, the Peoria Journal Star did a story on us and a couple of their non-traditional churches. And the title of the story was called A Church Without Steeples, because we were in a shopping center. Yeah. And we, right after the article was published, we bought a building with a steeple. Oh no. <laughs> So that's where we're at now. But anyway, I'm excited to um, to hear what God is doing at Oasis Church. Looking forward to check it out, and it's great to have you here today. So let's let's talk about your book because this just was released. Um, what two weeks ago, or on the or on the fourteenth, maybe fourteenth. So just a, little a little over a week, week. right around mm -hmm. a week ago. Yeah, it's exciting. And um, so tell us about tell us about 
Underneath the Shadow. Okay. Um, well, Underneath the Shadow is, is a book about a journey, basically, and, and a journey into this uh, place of glory and oneness with the Father. And it, it really kind of um, was seated and came into conception from an experience that I had with the Lord. Okay. Um, I was, my husband and I, one of the things that we've done throughout our ministry is teach what we call School of the Spirit classes. And we've done that for several years now for various churches in the area. And these, ch these classes um, are founded on the, the premise that, that God's heart is that we come into this intimacy with him. You know, Jesus said in John 17, Father, I would that they be with me where I am. Mm. Not, you know, where I'm going, but where I am. And that passion of his heart to bring us into that oneness that he had with the Father. Mm. And um, where, where he could freely say, you know, I only say what he says. I only do what I see my Father doing. And in this place of glory and just deep love and intimacy that he had with the Father, it was his heart to bring us into that, of course. Yeah. Um, not just save us of our sins and go to the cross and so that we can be redeemed and and spend eternity in heaven with him. Of course, that's an yeah. awesome part of it. Yeah. But while we're here on this earth, that we could walk in, you know, really that marriage relationship with the bridegroom and um, his church. And so our classes are kind of founded on that. So we come into, um, into class, and, and we call it a safe zone because we just come in and we just say, you know, it's okay here to ask the questions you're not afraid, you know, that you're afraid to ask somewhere else. And, mm -hmm. and um, it's okay to say, I thought I heard God say this, you know, and, and let us all kind of judge and say, yeah, you know. It's a safe zone. It's the nest, we call it. And so one time um, we were in class and we were teaching in uh, Galesburg at, at uh, an assembly of God there. And in part of this class, we do a lot of practical stuff in, in these classes. And so in this service, in this class rather, this gentleman walked past me, you know, just an average Joe or, you know, Tom like me and you. And he walked past me. But when he did, I felt God. And, and I can't explain it other than this, this life of God that just walked past me on this man. And, and I literally just went, wow, God, what was that? And uh, the Lord said, he guards the secret place. Hmm. And, and we know that, that that secret place is that intimate relationship. We go into our closet, so to speak, and we shut the door, and we just get alone with the Lord. But the Lord said he guards it. And I just knew without a lot of explanation that what he meant in that was that not only was he making it first priority, but he didn't allow anyone to interrupt that time. And so I was just, I was wrecked, quite honestly, yeah. in this moment. And, and I just immediately Psalm 91.1 came to mind. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Almighty shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Or he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Almighty shall abide. You know, and um, he, he can dwell there. And so, so I just said, Lord, is this real? You know, I've been in church my whole life. I got saved as a young teenager at 17. I had a horrific accident that should have left me dead, and God spared my life. And I was wrecked because I couldn't understand why. Mm. Why would God leave me on this earth? Mm. And um, so to say that I didn't have a relationship in the secret place with the Lord would not be true. 
But this was something I'd never experienced, the tangible presence of yeah. God like that, you know? Yeah. And so I just said, Lord, is this real? Is this possible? My mind was just going a hundred different directions. Um, I want to dwell there. I want to abide under your shadow. And immediately the thought comes to my mind about Peter and how that when Peter walked down the street, his shadow would heal the, the sick folks, you know? Yeah. And all of a sudden I just erupted inside and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> what if that wasn't Peter's shadow? What if that was the shadow of God overshadowing Peter because yeah. he had this place of intimacy with him? Mm. And so it just launched me on a journey to, to come into this place to where I could say, Lord, you know, if this is more than, you know, forgive me, but sometimes as Christians, I think we do think a lot of times that things are just theory. You know, yeah. it's an ideal. But God took me in that moment from, from this being, you know, a theory or a metaphorical type, you know, symbolism to a reality. This is real. You can literally walk this close to me. And uh, so it launched me on a journey. And this is kind of the story of that okay. journey. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, the story, the result of that journey. So when did, um, when did, the, 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 the experience that you had and this journey that God had you on, how did that translate into, hey, I need to write this. This needs to, I need to share this with the world. People need to, to read about this experience so they can benefit right. from getting into the presence of Jesus. When did that become a book concept or when did you know like, hey, you know what, this is more than just an experience. This is a book I need to Right, share. right. Um, I think that, that really that came into... Um, my thought processes, because it wasn't there initially, you know. Yep. I think God just kind of slowly started rolling it out in my mind. Um, when I, I was, another encounter I had with the Lord where I was in a motel room, and I had gone uh, to spend some time with the Lord, just to just be alone, you know, kind of yep. withdraw from society. And uh, there was an encounter I had with the Lord that day. And, you know, I wasn't fasting. I wasn't, you know, in this intense season of fasting and praying and, you know, anything like that. But... But I was trying to draw closer to the Lord, and I set this time aside. And in that motel room that day, I kind of had a similar experience where I'm just walking across the room, and then all of a sudden the presence of God just walks past me. I know this sounds crazy, yeah, yeah, no. but, and, and I don't want to imply that this happens all the time. This is sure. like twice in my life. Sure. Uh, but, but when he did... It's a funny moment for you. That's just the result of it right pivotal, here. Pivotal, right? very yeah. pivotal. Oh. And so, but when, when that happened, I just dropped to my knees and, um, in worship. And, and the Lord began to just speak in my heart, and he said, the pen of a ready writer. The pen of a ready writer. And I knew what he was wanting. He wanted me to grab my pen and paper right then. But, but honestly, the moment was so holy. I didn't want to move. I didn't want to spoil it. I didn't, you know, I don't know how it happened. Yeah. You know, I didn't make it happen. So I don't want to make it not happen, you know, yeah. or spoil it in any kind of way. And so I just sat in his presence and continued to worship. But he persisted. And so finally I got up and got my pen. And the Lord just began to, to roll out in my heart um, kind of the place the church was at in that moment and where we're moving forward into. And, and it was incredible and it was uh, challenging and, and almost frightening at the same time because the Lord said, you know, my people are not ready for the level of glory that this hour is going to require. Hmm. And, like we're not in a place to be able to carry that, that mantle of his glory yet. 
And, um, and so I just began to say, Lord, how do we do this? You know, and he's like, be clothed in my glory. And so the more I pressed him, what does that mean? He just began to talk to me about transparency and trust and authentic friendship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like, you know, any marriage, if there's no transparency and trust, you don't have a marriage. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really on rocky ground. Yeah, it's built. That's the foundation. Right. And so, and he just began to show me, you know, how um, he desires that same transparency and trust from us. Um, just like we would our spouse and what that looks like. And so it just kind of began to be seated in my heart in that moment. I knew this was a message that, and in fact, he showed me uh, in that same experience a vision of myself meeting with local pastors and sharing um, not this message but another message from Psalm 34. And I walked that out in reality just to be obedient and got huge feedback and results they were very welcoming because I'm nobody you know I'm not anybody to go in and ask for a meeting with the local pastors you know but they were very obliging and the Lord just kind of started unrolling it like this no this is a message that I need people to hear and so yeah he set me up and um in fact, the day I, I decided I was going to write the book, because you wrestle. I don't know if you did with your book, but I wrestled, you know. Oh, yeah, and, a lot um, of wrestling. I, I had the idea come to me, I need to start writing, and my husband walked downstairs, and he goes, you need to, you need to start writing this week. You know, it was just kind of one of those moments, like, okay, wow. God, yeah. Yeah, in fact, so. it's, uh, for me, the, my book, 41 Will Come, was, was just a sermon. It was a message, and it turned into a life message, and it became a part of me. But it wasn't a book idea until I had, really, it was an, an experience at a football game. Yeah. You know, where the final score was 41 to 40 the night that I delivered a devotion to yeah. the team about so 41 powerful. will come. And um, the last thing that I said to the team before the game, and it was a semifinal playoff game, that if we win, we go to the championship. If we lose, it's, you know, go home. And the last thing I said to them was, when you're playing upstairs tonight, 9,000 fans will be up there, you know, watching this game. If you get stuck on 40, don't quit. 41 will come. And then they won, and the final score was 41 to 40. I know. And on my it's way so home, it, it hit. It, even when the game was over and I stormed the field and I was high-fiving guys and, like, and I was yelling 41 came, yeah. I wasn't thinking about the score. I was just excited that we won. Yeah. But on the way home, my, my friend that was with me, wasn't talking he was and finally he just looked at me and said I can't believe the score and that's when I said yeah I know 41 to 40 and then I almost drove off the road and in that <laughs> moment that was my hotel moment yeah, that experience right. where I felt like the Holy Spirit said this you got to do this you have to to write this right. but then I wrestled with it for for years and then my journey from there it became it was like a 15 year journey really where I wrestled with it I knew it was supposed to be a book I talked about it I preached about it I told everyone about it but I didn't sit down and do my part I didn't sit down and write Mm. until finally my spouse my wife she you know one of these one day she just said we did an eight-week series about it she said you got to quit talking about it now you have to write it you have yeah. to sit down and write this you know Good for and her. um i heard i i read in another book that um someone shared i don't um I try to get this quote right but i don't want um somebody else's fingerprints to be on my dream in mm. other words you don't want to wait too long god's mm-hmm. telling you to do something you need you need mm-hmm. to do it and that's for me i just finally i sat down and began to work on it. So you had in this experience in a hotel room, right. presence of the, you know Jesus, the Holy Spirit is present in that right. room. And then from that moment on, you began your, your writing journey, yeah. so to speak, right. correct? Right. All right. Yeah. And you don't know this, but you're actually pretty instrumental in, mm-hmm. in my writing journey because um, here we were in Kansas City. Now, I, I 
pre-released the book as a self-published book in when we were in Kansas City in 2014. Okay. And being uh, the amateur that I am, I knew nothing. What do I do with this this baby that I just birthed? I don't know what to do with this thing now. And, I, and it sat, really, quite honestly, until it was recently re, uh, resurrected by God. Um, he sent along uh, TBN, and they wanted to publish it. And so, um, But in the midst of these these years... 2014 and 2018, I really began to struggle with with the idea of my of me being called to write, because mm. um, you know I'm called as a minister, to teach and preach and all that too. But where does this fit in, God? And and um, I think you're just so vulnerable when you go to put you know words on paper. It's like you're just really kind of giving your soul out there. Yeah. And uh, somewhere along the way, I just kind of begin to consider, oh, this is just uh, for this one book. But you called me and or invited me to your writers' conference, and you said something when when I was there, and you said, um, you know, it's not just, and I, I probably won't get it right, but you said, basically, you went from saying this is a real sweet idea, the idea of writing, to uh, no, you have a responsibility to obey. Okay. And and that just stuck with me, mm. and I left there knowing, you know, this isn't just a fun idea anymore. If I really believe I'm called to do this, I've got to be obedient to the Father and actually do it. Amen. Yeah, Amen. so thank you for that. Oh, no, thank you. And I have to thank Mark Batterson because I think I shared a story, um, a, a pivotal moment for me on my journey was um, attending a writer's conference in 2013. Mm. Um, called Rewrite Conference in Austin, Texas. Yeah. And it was at this conference that um, one of my friends now, Sherry Lowe, won a publishing contract. She won the Rewrite Writing Contest cool. and um, published her book, Slaying the Debt Dragon. Her and her husband have a new book coming out called Your Money, Your Marriage. That's being released in the next um, couple months. They're, they're going to be at the church to share about that. But I, I, I sat in an audience of people and saw her win a publishing contract and, and began to dream of what it'd be like to publish 41 Will Come. And I had begun writing, been obedient, and now I ended up at this at this conference to, to learn and to, to soak some things up so I could get inspired, right. you know, like you were inspired at our, our conference. Right. And one of the keynote speakers, his name was Mark Batterson, and in the last session, he asked everyone in the audience, how many of you feel called by God to write? I'm not asking you if it's your hobby, mm -hmm. if you enjoy it, but mm -hmm. I just want to know right now how many of you feel called by God to write. Right. And I'm, you know, man, I had my hand up. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, it's burning in me. It's quick been, to go yeah, there, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, let's go. And then he said this, mm -hmm. by not writing, you're living in disobedience. Yeah, that's what... And that's yeah. when it just boom, blast, it is, it is. blasted me. And um, and I began to step out and I shared my concept with a literary agent after that session. I just stepped out in faith, took a risk to, just to show share my concept. Um, she loved it. Um, yeah. Today, she's my agent. So it's amazing how God will, will work things so out. Awesome. And then I went back in 2015 and then won that same contest. And that's how no. 41 Will Come came about. So there's, there are certain moments mm -hmm. that God will use, send people across your path, just to speak one, one sentence yeah. that will, you know, he'll use as a, as a catapult it to get you. all becomes part of our story. Yeah, yeah, part of your story. And now here you are sitting with your book. It's been re-released. And um, I jotted down, um, Leonard Sweet is the best-selling author, professor. And he said this about your book, Underneath the Shadow, a glorious book that leaves the reader with a more glowing faith. Um, I love that. So let's talk a little bit about about, um, about what, what do you think a reader will benefit from reading Underneath the Shadow? 
Um, okay. And I know that's kind of hard to talk about, yeah. you know, say, as, as authors, you know, yeah. we believe when we, we're obedient to God and our book's going to help people, but it's, it's, it's uncomfortable for us yeah. to um, self-promote, right? And it I, and it I, and is, so, and I've struggled so with that. And, and finally, the Lord had to cor correct me through a wise uh, mentor of mine, and he said, you're not promoting yourself, you're promoting the message. Mm -hmm. And I do truly believe in the message. And, and so it's easy for me, actually, even to, to take from some of the feedback that I've gotten. I've got one one gal who's on her fifth reading of it right now. Wow. Yeah, and so I've had anyone from unbelievers read the book to, like this gal in particular, she's been in church probably 30, 40 years, um, and they all come back with just, you know, I just got a message the other night from a, a gal, and she said, I have been literally on the floor weeping. She says, I just have to stop and drop to my knees. And so... It really takes you on a journey because there's a lot of healing that has to take place in in our image of God. When we when we walk with in life, life's hard, and and so many times we don't realize that we're kind of collecting almost like little stones in our pocket, um, false belief systems, and and just you know we wouldn't say oh I believe this wrong, but we adapt it, kind of adopt it without realizing it, and it becomes something that we tuck away inside, and until until Abba says hey come here, I want, let's Talk about what's in your pocket a little bit. You know, he doesn't come with a bat and a ball, you know, <laughs> yeah. stick to beat us over the head or anything, but he just comes in that loving way and just pulls us close like daddy would with his little girl or son and say, what you got in your pocket? Let's talk about this, yeah. you know. And there's a healing that takes place in, in our image of God and, and our image of self even and how we view others and all that. It's really a journey. And so what I feel like the majority of people are coming back even from feedback is just realizing the goodness of the Lord and how much he loves them. And, and he's approachable, you yeah. know, and um, he's not at all what we have allowed ourselves to believe, Amen. you know. Well, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Yeah, right? exactly. And to find out the heart of God, and you just get in the presence of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And um, and you show readers how to do that, how to get in underneath the shadow right. of the Almighty. Right. Right? Absolutely. A amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, I believe that there are people listening today, watching today, that perhaps have a dream within their heart, whether it's to publish a book or to pursue something in ministry or step out in faith, take a risk to do something that, that, that God's asked them to do. And maybe God is using your words right now to say, hey, you can do it, you right, know, right. take, you know, take now what God has given to you. Now do your part. Proverbs 16.3 was kind of one of my life scriptures, commit to the Lord whatever you do right. and your plans will succeed. Because right. when your plans become his plans, his plans don't fail. That's right. But the key is us doing our part, being obedient. He will always do his That's part, right. right? So can you um, take a moment and, and pray for those right now that are watching and listening. Maybe they have, they're at that 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 dream is at the very beginning stages and maybe they're sitting on the edge of their seat right now their faith has been fueled by 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 hearing you and 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 maybe that that challenge is to get into God's presence maybe for those that like I'm torn I'm at a crossroads I don't know right. and they can know right, right by getting in can you just take a moment before we um, and after we're done praying we'll, we'll tell people where they can get the book and information about how to follow you and connect with you, but um, can okay. just take a moment and pray for those watching and listening today? Absolutely. Okay, um, I do want to speak to those hearts. I just actually had an encounter with a lady yesterday in the, in the same place, and she just wept 
over the shame and the guilt that she carries because she's not walking out that dream. So first of all, I just want to pray, Father, right now that you would just break off all shame and all guilt, Father, from those individuals right now that are watching or that are listening. God, that you've birthed deep inside of their hearts a vision, Father, to co-labor with you and to partner with you in bringing these revelations to earth. And Lord, I just pray right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would just come all over them right now, that they would feel that same life-giving presence of Jesus upon them right now. Lord, that hope would arise in their hearts. Hearts. And I do, I just speak hope right now to you. I just say right now, all shame, all guilt must leave you in Jesus' name. I speak to those hearts that are burning with fire inside them right now, that are carrying a message that this world needs to hear. You know, not everybody's going to go pick up the Bible. Not every person's going to walk into a church, but they might pick up a book. They might pick up an art piece or, or a photography piece that you've shot. It, it may be any sort of creative expression that draws them into a new found revelation of Jesus Christ and his goodness and his love for them. So I just say right now, be blessed, be set free to go dream, to go express all that the Father God has put in your heart so that we can reveal the goodness of God on this earth, just like Jesus did. He went about doing all to show forth that the Father God is good. So I call you blessed in the name of Jesus, and I just speak new revelation and new anointing upon your ministries, and hope arise in your hearts in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, my guest has been Angela Hawkins. She's the author of this book, Underneath the Shadow, and you can get it right now, Amazon.com, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. And, um, and it's with um, the publishing company with TBN. It's, it's Trilogy Christian Publishing, which is a, a subsidiary arm of TBN. All right. So they can get it at Amazon or any other bookstores, or they can go to UndernethTheShadow.com. All right, great. Yeah. And for people that are interested in maybe following you on social media or connecting with you, how can they get in touch with you? Um, you can find me. I have a website, AngelaMarieHawkins.com. Um, you can also find me on Instagram with AM. Uh, Angela M. Hawkins, All right. um, or on uh, Facebook, Angela M. Hawkins, author. All right. Yep. Good deal. Well, thank yeah. you so much for thank taking you. time in your schedule to come and, and share about your book and share what's on your heart. And um, thank you. When I released 41 Will Come, you actually um, on, published on your blog. Um, you interviewed yeah, me yeah. On, on your blog, so thank you for that oh, as well. Welcome. So it's it great to, to have you here with us and look forward to having you again and maybe hearing about some other things burning in your heart for some future writings as yes. you're um, firing away with your pen, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's been such a blessing to be here with you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. All right, well, our producer is Mike Sable, and this is 41 Strong Podcast. I'm Chuck Tate. We look forward to seeing you again real soon. God bless. PeoriaLife.com